2: welcome to three in a bar my name is Seb Philpott
3: and my name is Verity Simmons and this is this is three in a bar as you said
2: yeah (laughs) that was just muscle memory kicking
3: yeah it was it was (laughs) Uh, very (laughs) formulaic it has to be (laughs) hey Um, who have we got Seb who have we been to see this week
2: this week we saw Ah. Ed Pascal.
3: Oh, yes, we did. I thought I heard his trumpet there as well.
2: (laughs) The distant memory of his trumpet.
3: Yeah, because Ed is now a senior artist manager at Asconus Holt, which is like one of the biggest music uh, representative. Is that what you'd call it? They represent musicians, Um, orchestras. Agents. Agents.
2: for, um, For soloists and conductors and... Orchestras. That's right. Yeah,
3: they do. They
2: they book tours for people. They they book you know concerts.
3: That's right. Yes,
2: they do all all kinds of stuff. Looking after some of the most talented musicians. Um, There are now we we first uh, came across him because we we both independently um, applied to become one of those artists. We thought, well, why don't, why don't we become the next um, Nicola Benedetti? Well, quite. And quite. Um, he, he said, no, it's not really like that. We approach you um, and you're both not good enough. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will do a podcast with you. Yeah,
3: which was kind of him. Talking
2: about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> to be honest, I didn't know why he didn't go for my Britney Spears medley. I thought it was an absolute <laughs> winner.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Um, Yeah, no, we're joking, aren't we? We know him from before, before that.
3: That's right.
2: And uh, Well, actually, I'd I'd, I'd never met him. I don't think I'd ever met him before. Really? Because he he used to be a trumpet player, and you were at Guildhall with him. That's
3: right, yes. Correct? Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So
2: tell us about that time.
3: (laughs) Well, way back in the mists of time when we were at Guildhall. Yeah, (laughs) I remember meeting Ed in my first year there. And then he had to suffer four long years with me. And then, uh-huh. <laughs> yes. guess, and then he went and did South Bank Symphonia and actually I did it the year after him. So I was sort of following the <laughs> same sort of path. Yeah. And then he decided well, as he talks about during this podcast, that perhaps it wasn't for him anymore and, and moved into artist management. And it's really interesting hearing his route through it because he's now in this senior position at Asconus Holt. But along the way, he's done all kinds of things. And uh, I, like he was working for Chamber Orchestra of Europe for a good long while. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like his stories about them.
4: <laughs>
3: Very yeah. kind ops. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah um so it's quite interesting to see another side of the industry, so not not really uh the sort of performer 's point of view, but really the management side well of
3: quite right and, uh, a,
2: a view into that kind of elite level of uh, of soloists and and that sort of the, the kind of most famous people that that we have in this industry
3: yeah he was representing Bernard Hightink. For a very long time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's right.
3: You can't get much bigger than um, that, can you?
2: (laughs) No, I don't think you can, really. No. This is actually the second time we met up with Ed. We did do it back in December. Yeah. And we met him near his place of work um, on sort of around Fetter Lane, sort of Chancery Lane, that kind
3: of Yeah, that's right. Area,
2: um, in a Wetherspoons, <laughs> the Knights Templar.
3: Yeah, it seemed like such a good idea found. at the time, didn't it? You it, know, it was very it quiet did. when we first got in there and then very quickly that changed. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah,
2: we got in there probably about yeah half eleven or something yeah. and then suddenly uh, all the people came in for lunch and... Could not hear a thing on the recording. (laughs) Also, one of our microphones broke. So, um, well, it was a win. Hear me at all?
3: It was a win all round.
2: (laughs) Basically, it was it was a kind of blessing in disguise that we didn't use that recording, and we thought we'd meet up again.
3: That's right.
2: And and all of that conversation was incredibly out of date anyway it didn't really make any sense
3: (laughs) i think yeah i think ed had a few reservations about putting that one out just with how things are now perhaps
2: just didn't make any sense no um (laughs) so anyway we met up with him again we chatted to him this week at his house and um uh it was a lovely chat so let's um let's go and speak to him now this is ed pascal
3: back
1: and in the office no I'm doing three days a week and it's all from home they don't want anyone really to go into the office unless you sort of have to you have to ask the sort of the HR manager and the finance manager who also runs the office and the facilities because it's not COVID secure oh. um so you can go in if you need to do you know some scanning or photocopying or something. Um, you're supposed to you know you've got to wipe down your desk afterwards make sure you wash up any cups or mugs yeah glasses you've used but no so i I went in once uh about three weeks ago
3: oh did you was it weird yeah
1: it was really eerie and uh there's about uh, you know sackfuls and sackfuls of post just by the reception desk when you walk in
3: yeah is that um, like fan fan mail for your bigger clients or uh
1: yeah well it's probably yeah it's, yeah. it's that it, yeah I mean most of the post we get is either contracts or like industry magazines and orchestras and concert halls and opera houses sending out their brochures, their season-like plans, Mm. and then letters from, yeah, strange (laughs) fans, people in (laughs) other parts of the world asking people whom they think might have loads of money to support an orphanage or something like that. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those, lots of people have, many of those people have moved to email, I think, now those sort of letters. But yeah. they still they yeah. still exist in paper form. <laughs> yeah. Have
3: you had some weird stuff sent in?
1: Yeah, there's um when I used to work at IMG, um there was a lady in South Africa who made these sort of who made kind of like spiders and flies out of bits of out of wire and bits of glass and coloured glass and stuff. She used to send those to Ixac Perlman.
3: Oh really <laughs>
1: via img in london <laughs> had he
3: ever expressed any kind of desire to own them or oh no just well, he d- I, d-
1: I didn't he never even knew that they were sent like they were oh. just um, you keep that from them to, to uh from the artists well protect uh, them from any potential anthrax or yeah 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 we just that's part of the job it's you know you've got to take take anthrax for the team really um i just it's like when it's you know you can tell when you get a piece of post without opening it really that it's going to be it's going crazy. To be something
2: random and crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, what's it be a weird conversation you'd call them up and say, hey, uh, what's his name? Adzac. Uh exactly. It's Philman.
1: Yeah. yeah. I
3: think you're mixing anthrax and Itzak now. <laughs>
2: <And laughs> They're very different. Yeah. Yeah,
3: quite, uh, quite
2: we've different. We've got this package, it's just some spiders made out of glass and, and tinfoil. Um do you <laughs> want it? Like <laughs> what's he gonna say. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Just a bit easier just not to have that conversation, pretend it doesn't yeah. do that. No, exactly.
1: And actually he this was when I was actually. This is like twelve or thirteen years ago when I first started doing this, having yeah. stopped playing. And uh, so I was very junior. I never even spoke to him. It was always through. <clears throat> it was always through his PA in the US who who used to travel with him and everything. So yeah. I never actually was in touch with him directly. Anyway, he be- probably didn't even know I existed. So, oh. yeah. so
3: that's quite sad. That's quite sad. Do you listen mm. to Schindler's List and feel feel more nostalgic?
1: That? Is that him? Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. him.
3: Oh, he's the big man in the violin world, isn't he?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how much he plays so much anymore, but, yeah, mm. th- he's dead famous in the in, in violin world, for, for sure, yeah.
3: Yeah, he'd be in your top ten, you know, violin pin-ups if you were going to have such. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, for those that do do that sort of thing, he, he <laughs> that Rob. Sure he's always there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it must be much different, I think, in in Hollywood, you know, with people who are actually famous as opposed to just being yeah. famous in our world, you know, in classical music. Well, the levels oh, right. of yeah. crazy, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah totally. totally. You know,
1: yeah. So that you know, we maybe see <clears throat> in classical music, you maybe see the tiniest bit of that. Mm. It's the odd stalker kind of scare or something weird yeah. stuff coming in the post, but that's it. Yeah. Whereas if you're, if you're, you know, Charlie's Theron or <laughs> Ryan instance, Gosling, just Ryan Gosling, yeah, came to mind. just came, he came, just to, your mind.
3: came to mind. Yeah. yeah i'm sure they have trouble (laughs) probably
2: getting all sorts of stuff through isn't he (laughs) don't know what
3: well aside from the stuff i've sent (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've knitted some lovely flies and (laughs) spiders
1: (laughs) you've been collecting stuff in the park to to send (laughs) in fashioning into a insect
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm inspired by that um but you might like concert regulars i bet you get them as well who come along and like the fans like for Tink, for example he must have had
1: yeah there are yes actually definitely there are people who um there are faces actually you would see at concerts regularly people i mean yeah but people definitely have fans we might have mentioned this the last time he spoke
3: that doesn't exist
1: okay yeah, yeah Thanks. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that but he um <laughs> after his last prom which was The summer of uh, just over a year ago, summer two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, yeah. There was a load of people hanging out, hanging around outside, just to say. Lots of people wanted to have an autograph, but that we were sort of, we actually sort of walked out and said, actually, it's not going to happen. He just wants to get in the car, go home. Yeah. But lots of people, you know, were saying, "Thank you." I was at your Mahler eight in nineteen eighty two with the Vienna Philharmonic um, in. Yeah, In, that's the Salzburg Festival. And it was the best performance ever. And, you know, lots of people had these things to sort of that they were just sort of shouting out to him as he got into yeah. his car. Um So yeah, there's, there's definitely like, there are fans, but it's, there's no way I suppose anyone that's probably about as close as you would ever get to being mobbed coming out of somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. it was about 35 people
3: really polite politely know. saying law Ashley dresses yeah <laughs>
1: when you said no autographs I went, "Oh, okay fine we'll put it away <laughs> no. and, you know
3: oh you cad <laughs> yeah. yeah there's
1: not some some people that follow
2: one artist all around the world it's, it's probably is there is there any of that or probably not
1: uh the world? i don't not that i'm massively aware of like super real super fans yeah, I mean, there must be some, but you'd have to they're have. Just, they're probably just very respectful. They don't even the artists wouldn't even. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The artist might. You might not know. like, um, but because also you'd have to have money to do that as well, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd have to be. You'd. Yeah. You know, it's it's well, although it depends if you're going to go to you know everything that they do, but I suppose in the way like when, for example, Coldplay to you know or any major pop or rock band does a tour it's their their profile and the it gives them the ability to plan that tour in a very logical way so they can go to America and spend 6 weeks or 8 weeks in America yeah. starting on the east coast and moving across to the west coast yeah yeah and then going home having two weeks at home and then going to south america yeah. and doing something similar or whatever whereas that it doesn't it's it's mostly not really possible to do that as a so particularly as a soloist yeah uh yeah classical music you know tours tend to be the only real example is for example is australia and new zealand where you might be able you would string together four or five weeks yeah with the different orchestras maybe some recitals but a recital tour in europe will for example go all over the place and you might be in vienna one day and then Paris the next day but then back to Budapest you know it's not going to make it doesn't tend it's very difficult to make it make sense yeah in that in a in a travel way yeah
3: and do you have to liaise with the artists in doing that is part of your remit yeah to be planning that out for them
1: yeah so for us for the artists for, for solo artists for you know violinists or pianists then yes we would um, part of the job is to if you know for example, looking ahead to the twenty-one twenty-two season, for example, mm. um, you would, uh, they want to do a recital tour with their, you know, a violinist wants to do a recital tour with their long time piano, uh, pianist collaborator. Um, we'll identify three weeks, two or three weeks in March, for example, and then contact all of the chamber music societies, recital promoters venues, um, let them know what's happening and try and plug a tour together. Yeah. But that's why it that you know, that there'll be, you know, you, you might, you know, Paris and Dijon, for example, which is quite close. Yeah. It might they might just they're just not gonna have the availability on the days you want. So you sort of you're gonna have to be flexible and, you know, you might go to London, then to Paris, then back to Birmingham or something. You know, it's um yeah. it's uh it's quite a big job putting something like that together then when it actually comes to the tour, we would we would also facilitate, although it wouldn't be me, myself, doing it, but there's, there's other people in the office then that we can, we would enable any visas that needed to happen and book travel, book hotels.
3: Well, it's good you don't have to do that.
1: Yeah. It's, uh,
3: <laughs> visas, that I must think, be a whole other palaver, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think it's the one part where, it's the one part of a... Of, of an engagement, whether it's a tour or just a, a standalone engagement in the US, for example, that that isn't that is is out of your control. Like mm. you can you can apply for it when you're supposed to, but that doesn't mean you're going to get the visa in time. Whereas you know if you've forgotten to book a hotel or if you've forgotten to book a flight, that's fixable because you can just you can just spend money mm. and it, you'll you'll organize it, you'll sort it out. It's you're never going to get in that much bother. Yeah. Whereas a visa, it's there's really once you filled once someone's filled in the form and sent it off, that's that's it. There's nothing you can do, and and if you're late doing that, oh. you're in big trouble. But Oof. even once it's gone off, it's yeah, it's done. That's there's not you can't influence it, you know. Yeah. Um,
4: oh god.
1: Yeah. So have you had problems with this? Verity visas. I have. Have you? Did I tell you about this? No.
3: What? Oh, I so had so you, a nightmare. You, like you had.
2: You like? You, Did you see the pain look? Yeah. You so, You were re- face. Dropped. Recounting a
1: memory.
3: I was. Yeah. I was supposed to go and play in Kazakhstan. Oh.
1: No. <laughs> Clang.
3: I know. Wow. It was going to be the pinnacle, yeah. I talk all about that. No, I. Um, but I got asked to do it quite late on in the day, and I suddenly realised, <clears throat> actually, I think the visa side of thing might be okay, but it was the passport thing. You have to have three months left, or six months maybe, left on your passport to go and work there. And I only realised this maybe... Four days before I was supposed to be going. I think I only got booked to do it a week and a half, two weeks before. Um, and I ended up, I, I couldn't get a last minute passport, but I went to the passport offices, I was told it would be fine, got to Kensington, queued for absolutely hours with my suitcase because I would have been going straight to Heathrow. So and you were, going, do you were going to
1: pick up the passport okay. and then go to the, yeah. uh, so the visa and go to the airport?
3: Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Nightmare. Oh my God. No, That's never happened. Didn't get to Kazakhstan. Oh. And my career obviously went In quite Kazakhstan. a different path. <laughs> yeah it wasn't to be yeah you yeah. could have been massive
2: in kazakhstan
1: that i was know it's, wasn't it, it... being
3: married to borat you know life could be very yeah. different yeah
1: <laughs> was it norman wisdom or someone who was like yeah. huge in like where was that <laughs> romania or something or... oh really yeah he like absolutely massive in some old soviet <laughs> states i think
2: wasn't there a didn't tony hawk hawks hawk hawks
1: are we talking the about, comedian, the, oh, well, the, 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 about the comedian oh i was i think wrote a book about it i or, oh yes, I think. The guy who did um He did Round Island with the French. Yeah. He's all, he's and often on radio for like uh, yeah. just a minute and things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. I think
2: I feel like I read a book when I was younger about about hanging out with Norman Wisdom and going to that wherever the, that country Bucharest or Somewhere. Like Albania?
3: <laughs> oh, Albania, yes, I think
2: it Big could in be Albania. Albania. Yeah. yeah.
3: That's amazing. I,
2: th- I think that's like a sort of um <laughs> what do you call it? A uh euphemism for being rubbish is like, oh, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're big in albania yeah, exactly <laughs>
3: well i could have been big in kazakhstan <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. What I mean. <laughs> did
3: yeah, you thanks. ever play
1: for the did you ever go to india and do the either bombay oh, chamber orchestra or did, national no I, didn't I did that you, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. India. yes yeah yeah i because i did it a few times as well Yet, like this is a long time ago yeah. now but the uh <laughs> but the strings were mainly from kazakhstan yeah, weren't that's they? right oh really yeah, yeah they, were, they were like the there was the string section of like the Kazakhstan National Symphony Orchestra. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, when I, I did it once, and the trombone section were all Kazakhstan. Okay. And I, I think that a lot of them are still there. A lot of the same guys. Um, I, I feel like they're not getting paid the same amount of money. I, the I the think British that people. might
1: have been a thing.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember one rehearsal. Um, we played um, Nimrod, and. Well, we've, we've all played it so many times, we know the piece of music. Um, but um, this Kazakhstani trombone player, at the end of it, he, he was just like, that is the best thing I've ever
3: heard.
2: Oh. <laughs> it was so sweet. Oh. <laughs> Imagine playing that and hearing it yeah. and going, oh, my
1: God. <laughs> well, that's really amazing. <laughs> yeah. you
3: you're like uh, that, mate. You should Land of Hope and Glory. You're, gonna, yeah. you're not going to believe it. <laughs> oh,
1: oh. Royal Britannia, especially yeah. with the words.
3: Yeah, yeah even better with the
1: words. But, but I, cause I, sometimes I wonder that about music and different especially music from different countries or or even completely different styles of music you know where for us Nimrod has such a it has a connection to where we're from doesn't it yeah Yeah. and it's hard to choose or hard to think or decide where does the music where's the is the music is the emotion entirely in the music is it in a bit of both Mm. so if he's so he doesn't know anything about no England particularly or Elgar Maybe, never heard the piece before but still it means still it's incredibly moving yeah. so hmm. you know yeah because it comes in have you seen Dunkirk with yes the Christopher Nolan film yeah yeah and have you not you no, not I no. Okay, I haven't oh. seen it yet but it's brilliant you it's need to yeah. it's on Good. Netflix I think oh great yeah so oh. tonight you can, yeah exactly <laughs> but it like but all the way through there's bits of Nimrod here and there and you don't and for a long time you're not aware of it but it's yeah. there and then it comes in and you're like oh I recognise that but you're not quite sure why and then in it gradually built and it's only in the last sort of I don't know ten or fifteen minutes where it actually, where you actually can focus on it and hear mm. it and you realise what it is and then it and it's and it's and it's oh, it's, so it's good. very effective it's a really good it is yeah.
3: it, it is a, an amazing did, piece actually did you see that film twice like
2: did you did I, you did you notice Nimrod coming in earlier on or is it after the fact, when you watched it again, maybe, I have or... seen
1: it twice. Yes, and it did. Cause... I think I did clock it earlier. Right, yeah. yeah,
2: because I I only saw it sorry, once, and I didn't notice it until just before, when you, you start to go, is that Nimrod? And then and then it goes full Nimrod. Yes, um, full Nimrod. but Full hundred <laughs> percent Nimrod. It's very good. Uh, but um, I imagine watching that film again you'd you'd notice that kind of stuff knowing what's what's coming i think it's so good
1: i think i did because i saw it in the cinema yeah no i saw it on a plane i think um and blubbed at the end but obviously that was the attitude and then <laughs> yeah um i get that, that uh, yeah it's a real thing I'm told. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and then watched it with my eldest earlier on in uh in the summer and um because I was knew it was going to be. I think I was listening out for it more, and so mm. and yeah, did notice it earlier. Yeah. But it's um there was a program on Radio Three not long ago in the car, and it was about the music. It was about it was Christopher Nolan and Hans Zimmer and all of the films that they have done together. You know, it goes back to Batman and Inception, yeah. and Interstellar, yeah. and and how they have worked together to you know marrying the two art forms to make something. You know, special yeah. and it's so, but in in Dunkirk, it's re, it's really it's very effective, really effective. The, oh what's
2: goodness. the name of the 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 effects they have the whole way through that that film?
1: Uh, well, there's, where, do you mean in yeah, the music? In the music, yeah. There's it's, something called what's it called? I don't know what the actual term is, but it's rising. It's like a, it's a rising tone,
2: shepherd tone. It's called. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. A shepherd. The, the
1: shepherd tone,
2: and so basically, you've got say it's a, a you know a big cluster of chords. Yeah. Right? And it all, everyone's everyone's sort of going up, up the scale, and yeah. as you get higher, the the higher notes fade out, uh,
1: but then and, rejoin and then, in the but, bottom. But then, yeah. yeah,
2: you get more of the bottom. Yeah. So it it's like it's a bit like a, an Escher painting. So it's yeah. always going up up the step. You yeah. never you never hear any downward feeling at all. So it's so you you, you kind so of it's start like rising the Rising tension is yeah this yes. Like, yeah. 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 Start the film up here, and then yeah. by by the end, by that point, like hour and a half in. It's just incredible tension. And,
4: yeah,
2: and, God, and that's clever. The thing, isn't I, it? I haven't seen Tenet yet. The, the new No, no, no Need for Yeah, die. but um, I mean, you know, Christopher Nolan's always his films are always about um, time and like yeah. the sort of malleability of time and like, yeah. playing with time. And, yeah, and, yeah, and like Inception is like that. Your dreams within the dreams, and it's yeah. each one's it takes longer to happen. So the, yeah. the music reflects that. And then uh, with, with Dunkirk, it tells the same. It tells three three perspectives of dunkirk yeah is it three three hours it's no, what is
1: it's an, hour a, an day, hour a day and
2: a, a week, week maybe, maybe? Yeah. yeah yeah and so the music reflects that as well oh and, wow um they've got i mean they've got such a great relationship yeah han, han zimmer and christopher nolan it's
3: yeah
1: it's but it's, it's really it's, it's very cool that and yeah, yeah. shepherdton yeah so it just it you know it, it never gets to where it's going yeah, it's yeah. always getting <clears throat> higher which you think is going to be impossible? But yeah, it's, so but hard especially it's being,
3: over that time frame, it's going
1: back round again yeah. to the bottom, and, it just, and it's so it's yeah. It's, oh yeah. God, that's
3: really cool! I'm going to go yeah. and watch it. I'm going to be <laughs> so hyper aware of the music now. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: And
2: maybe well. one of those ones. I, I did this with Interstellar. Mm. I watched it on telly, but with headphones on. Yeah. That. That's, I'd, I'd recommend that for Dunkirk because like, cool. just the sound design of it is, mm. is really worth having fully immersive
3: cool, experience. that's
2: brilliant. Right. Yeah. Will do. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Will do. So, Ed, you were saying about playing just then when you were out in India. Mm. Um, did you miss it when you stopped Um, trumpeter by the way
1: yeah (laughs) trumpeting no i i've never missed actually holding a trumpet and playing it right uh at all i stopped playing as a job uh in 2008 yeah there's been maybe a handful of things i've done since where people have paid me to play the trumpet (laughs) but they've got terrible terrible value for money (laughs) (laughs) um they were probably getting terrible value for money back in in like 15 years ago as well but uh and um no so holding a trumpet and playing it i i actually have never missed but i do miss the kind of like that sort of camaraderie and seeing your mates at work very often yeah and and i you know when i was doing it we were all certainly none of us had any kids we might not have all been single but you know it was it was yeah. sort of different, so it would be you'd go and you'd and you, you know you'd do a Verdi Requiem and have a and it'd be best to be off stage because then you're done at twenty to eight <laughs> and you can go and have six pints <laughs> and that was a day at work. Um and you know that would be different now. With now you, have to, to now you have to wait till Friday
3: afternoon. to
1: wait. That would never happen now anymore. No, no of start. course no, it
3: no, doesn't. No. That's true. It's
1: very different now. Indeed, of course. And um, but yeah, so I sort of miss that and I miss like I suppose I miss thinking that you know once oh you know you, you played for example here and you did this you know special gigs that were special things yeah. that you thought were really good and they you won't get to do that again um but no I don't but I mean
3: in a different way um, you're now experiencing all those things from the other side and I guess that must be really helpful with clients isn't it that they must respect the fact that you are a musician and that must be uh, so helpful yeah I feel a relationship
1: yeah I think. Um, Yes, having being an ex musician, I'm totally sure helps. Yeah, uh, particularly with ma- uh, ma- managing conductors, you know that you can talk about repertoire. But there are, you know, and there are lots of people in the the in arts administration. You know, the administration of, of music who have been either ex professionals or you know very very good when they were kids or or still are very keen amateurs and stuff so they can all do that too Mm. so just i suppose just because you played it doesn't mean you're going to be better at talking about um symphonies with a conductor or something but it it probably does give a handle on on some of the some of the lifestyle things they might be dealing with you know um travel and being away from home maybe some of that kind of stuff um
3: yeah, and there might be a subconscious level of trust anyway. That just because they know that you know, you know, yeah, like you do. If somebody's got yeah. had a shared experience, you sort of go, you, things can be left unsaid. Maybe you don't have yeah, to spell out yes. the obvious. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I think so. Um I was wondering because there might be people listening to this. I, I hope there are. There might listening. be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, who who possibly at this point in in their lives in in the year we're having, they might be thinking about. Starting a different career or going to some, something slightly different, yeah. Um, and I just, I just wondered what 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 it was like for you. Like, how did you get started doing it? Um, when you'd, you know, you were you were working as a trumpet player, yeah. but then you sort of decided to go down a side route, and then yeah, that worked
1: out. Uh, so I'd been playing trumpet for, but well, having I mean, I'd left Guildhall for about seven years or so. I'd been out of Guildhall for about seven years, and actually the first my first year out of Guildhall was. I was in the the first iteration of South Bank Symphonia.
3: Oh, that is quite something. Um, wow. First iteration so were like they on that. Two thousand and one
1: like or two thousand and two, yeah. I think. A year before me. Is it was the year before you, yeah. they're like on SPS. Two thousand three. They must be on SPS twenty, I suppose, now by now. Yeah, yeah. I oh. <laughs> exactly. And um and that was so it's the first year, so it was fantastic. It was uh it was, it was everything was very new and but, you know, we had a very, um, a very generous, non-taxable um, bursary. And there was enough time to do some teaching as well and other gigs. And I thought, if this is what being a trumpet player is all about, this is great. <laughs> I'm in. You know, I'm Because I, it was brilliant. I That yeah. summer I went on holiday to Barbados with some friends. I bought a new E-flat trumpet. I put some money together to buy my first flat. Great. So it was great. Amazing. Um Then it. You know, that year finished and it's sort of things uh, you know, it was a lot different. But, you know, over sort of six or seven years I sort of felt I suppose at the end of I was getting to a point where it was it was sort of going quite well, but I was thinking that, you know, it's when it's good it's very good, but when it's bad it's a bit worrying and, you know, yeah. um there's not always going to necessarily be work out there. I sort of felt that I didn't love teaching. Um and so i sort of been for a, a year, 18 months, I've sort of been looking around for things, other things to do. And I bumped into a friend of mine who had been at Guildhall uh, as a horn player and now actually works in the same job he's at Askinus Holt with with me now. And he, we bumped into each other in a, at someone's birthday in a pub. He had stopped playing the horn maybe nine months, 12 months before. And I said, oh, what, what are you doing? He said, I'm at IMG Artists. It's a management company. I'm there as an assistant. I did an internship. If you're interested, why don't you come and do an interview for an internship and see what happens? So I thought, yeah, great. I did that. Um, did the interview, did the internship, and they were pretty generous. So I was, instead of doing five days a week, I was allowed to just do three days a week so I could do other, still earn, because you didn't, you know, wasn't paid. Mm-hmm. So I could still do earn money, either playing the trumpet and teaching. And then at the end of that three month internship, Luckily, uh, someone had in the assistant position has had just left, so they offered uh, they uh, they offered they asked for applications for that job, which I interviewed for and got. So that was in like April or May two thousand and eight. Um, and then, sort of, since then, I've, I've stayed doing that, and um, gradually the trumpet fell away. There was still a bit of work I was doing here and there, but it sort of gradually stopped. Yeah. But I think if 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 this friend of mine had been, um, uh, if he'd been doing an internship, for, if he'd been working, for example, at the the opera house or for the yeah. LPO, I'd have probably followed into that. You know, yeah. I didn't choose to be to do a job as an agent. It's just that was what was open, and that was sort of what was available. And it was, Su- you know, such half. a good
3: job. He didn't say, "Oh, I'm actually a stripper now." Yeah,
1: like it's <laughs> yeah, quite,
3: yeah. quite light. The hours of yeah. yeah, perfect. It's really and- good.
1: Cash Come and do an yeah. internship. cash in hand. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Wherever they put it. Um <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it just it, it only it just sort of flowed really. It was, yeah. was path of least resistance yeah, in a way, yeah. I suppose. I was lucky in that uh I was able to I had you know, I was able to earn money whilst doing the internship.
3: Yeah. And do these internships are they still something that are in you know, going on at the moment? Well, Maybe not specifically nowadays, this moment. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, this is well. It's, it's the beginning of September, isn't it? So it is. Yeah. It's um, it's uh, we're in corona times, obviously. So, I think, yeah, most companies in the arts have have offered internships probably yeah. for for a long time, um, and um, specifically now, it's probably going to be something that companies aren't doing so much. Maybe mm. they. I mean, you're not allowed to bring in interns to do work that people who that you would normally pay people to do so Mm. you know you you can't use an intern as free labour that's right completely not allowed yeah that (laughs) seems fair enough um so so the thought of people using interns to sort of maybe people thinking maybe internships would be more likely now is not going to be the case no um but but maybe it's it is maybe going to be slightly trickier now because also I think the thing is now is there's no people aren't in offices so you know the ma- the main thing about if you were to be an intern is you're there surrounded by everyone who's doing a job that you are interested yeah. in learning about and doing mm-hmm. potentially one day in the future with everyone working at home I just don't see actually how that can really work you know well no.
3: oh, fingers um, crossed you know yeah I mean next it's, it's, year you might be yeah.
1: I think it could, in many businesses, but it is, you know, an internship is the way into it. You, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're unlikely to get interviews for a real job, a, an actual job, unless you have done an internship beforehand. Yeah. You know? yeah.
2: But a lot of it is making teas, is it? And just seeing,
1: just seeing the, the nature of it all. And, um, no, no teas. Don't no, no. <laughs> get that wrong. <laughs> yeah. The, I think, no, it's, yeah, I think you, if you are going to run and, if you're at, at a, company and you're going to run a uh reputable internship (laughs) program then you need to you probably want to make sure that you're offering you know you're you're allowing someone to learn all the different aspects of the business so in in our company for example we've got um it's you know the core part of the business is artist management so you know client management so placing conductors and soloists and singers with opera companies orchestras festivals recitals yeah and then we do a big um we have a big orchestral touring department as well so if you know people would come in and intern normally in either the conductors and instrumentalist bit the vocal bit or the touring bit um but yeah you'd want to offer them some proper training so they feel <laughs> yeah. that they've learned something yeah i think in okay. uh, that that uh friend of mine in banking um did get an email once from a new very new joiner this is not even an intern actually it's like just joining in the lowest rung position and on a friday you know lunchtime saying well, i'm you know as you know i'm starting on monday is there anything i can do to think about over the weekend to prepare <laughs> and the email came back it said yeah john uh milk two sugars <laughs> <laughs> henry just black <laughs> dave milk no sugars it's <laughs> the color chart yeah. The yeah. yeah that's what they want
3: I'd like to think you had maybe a flashcard system when you got in, with the face of the conductor or the instrumentalist. You have to work out their name. Yeah. Quick yeah. name.
1: Well, actually, that is quite a good. We have done that oh, in the past, oh, in like great there you know, It's like pub yeah. quiz sort of. You know, if you've done a like yeah. company bonding pub quiz, yeah. Yeah. and you show them a picture of. So say you work in, for example, the conductors, conductors and instrumentalist department. Yeah. Show them a picture of one of the singers. Yeah. You no, know, not the. Massive big name ones that everyone might know. So <laughs> who is this? What do they do? You know, and it's it's not always
3: No There's many
1: faces that you you aren't gonna recognise, perhaps. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Give me oh, two points a about day. that person. Right. I it should do like, like a. It's like
1: football stickers, but for um for classical music. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That'd be good. For those panini, panini. Yeah, be yeah. Panini exactly. stickers. Yeah. I imagine their market is gonna be Substantial. Yeah, quite, quite niche. The, um, yeah. Oh
3: look, I've got all of the Berlin fill now. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> You've got a nice Simon Rattle shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Priceless. That is, that's rare. That one's yeah, really that is.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> You'd have to go to like a,
1: a swap shop at, um, <laughs> on the South Bank. Yeah, well,
3: yeah, hundred quid.
1: Yeah, Simon Rattle shiny. Did. I mean, that it still exists now. And, you know, in the. The paninis. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. 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 And they do swap them and take them into school. And there's an, there's another one. Do they
3: like Pokemon cards as well? That's the oh, thing in our know. house. Yeah.
1: Match Attack is that one. Match Attacks. That's it. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: So
2: they're not stickers, are they? Like cards? No,
1: they're just cards. Yeah. Um, but they. I mean, I don't think they're in this room here. But I think we got, got rid got of loads. them. We think we threw them away. Oh. Uh, but there was just <laughs> folders and folders of that <laughs> stuff.
3: I got in really bad trouble when I was little because me and my friend stole our next-door neighbour, Adrian Webb's um, sticker album, and we ripped our page of it, and I still feel bad about it to this day, from his Panini album, and he got everyone on that page.
4: Oh, no. Oh, that's awful. That's,
3: yeah, I'm sure he's not listening. <laughs> he's probably thinking of it. certain, but, you know, I'm really sorry.
1: If he is, he, he's <laughs> just been thrown back into what might have been <laughs> one of the worst moments of his yeah. life. Verity. No
3: one yeah. tell him where I live. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> My mate, uh, Carl Woodcroft,
2: as yeah. you know him, player. He, player, uh, he, we had, did a gig a while ago and he brought in his, I think it was 97 to 98 Merlin P- Premier League sticker album and it was completed. No! It was perfect. So, And it, I, I collected that that year and, it, and it, it just brought back so many memories. I just remembered all the faces of all the, all the players. Yeah. So it was just, Oh yeah, I remember. Just you get to know that those pictures so
3: well. Exactly. Ninety seven
2: uh, to ninety eight. I think it's ninety seven. Maybe it was a little bit earlier. I had like Steve Bruce was
1: in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Man, Man
3: United. Is it Gaza time? No, he was before, wasn't he? He'd probably gone. he gone? Shearer. No, Shira, well, that was, so
1: not so because that was my first year at Guildhall, ninety seven to ninety eight. Oh okay. yeah. Because then it was the World Cup in ninety eight in France. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gaza. Wasn't playing in that, was he? But he had because he'd been in Euro '96, no, which was only he, two yeah. years.
2: Yeah, poor. yeah. I like he went to Lazio or something.
1: Like
3: yeah, that. he
2: did.
1: Yeah, did he? Is Didn't he go to China good. though as well? <laughs> and he had a right. terrible time there. Um, oh, yeah, very lonely and homesick.
3: Yeah. Oh. Um, poor Gaza. Yeah.
2: Seb here Um, just a quick fact check I just checked with my friend Carl and the album was 94 to 95 I was well out not 97 to 98 and it did have Steve Bruce in it that I remember Paul Gascoigne now I'll just give you a quick rundown of, of where he worked so 1988 Tottenham Hotspur 1992 Lazio 1995 Rangers 1998 Middlesbrough 2000 Everton 2002 Burnley, 2003 Gansu Tianma, and 2004 Boston United. There you go. Um, good luck to your Gazza if you're listening. Simon Rattle. Do, do you deal with Simon Rattle?
1: He... He's he's at our company, but I don't work okay. for him directly. No.
2: I, just, I don't know. I just, I feel like just some of these some of these big stars. Could have helped out a bit more with with, with this whole situation. Yeah, this. He's, yeah, he's sort of he's been a, well. He sort of said the wrong things recently, hasn't he?
1: Well, I think it's I think it's really I think it's you know when lockdown sort of first kicked in. So yeah. sort of mid late March. Yeah. Um, it was interesting at work actually because you could so in in January I went on a couple of trips went to New York with a with the friend I was met. I'm going to name check him Terry Shu. Um. So the guy who'd actually, I ended up, you know, got me into this work. We went to New York for a for a conference in uh, early January. Um, I did another couple of trips. Um, I did a trip at the end of February to Zurich to see a, a young soloist. And I was supposed to be going back to New York again in March to see my, one of the conductors I manage, um, who was... Uh, going to be conducting the New York New York Phil. Um, and during sort of January, no one really knew, wasn't really talking about it, I don't think. February, it sort of started, people yeah. like were talking mm. about this virus and some things were happening, but it felt like it was the other side of the world and we weren't going to be bothered by it. Um, by the end of February, it was clear that actually there was a lot more going on. And then in early March, that's when sort of, you know, lots of things, would, we were... In our company, anyway, we were starting to be directly affected by lots of things being cancelled. This trip in what was maybe the first or second week in March, and um, one of the directors, you know, two days before I was going to go, one of the directors asked me how much uh, we'd already spent, how much I had already spent on the trip, and what would be saved if I didn't go. And actually, the ho- we would get the hotel back. We lost the flight cost, but the hotel was cancellable still. And obviously I wouldn't be spending any money when, when I was there uh, so I was asked to cancel that trip and that's I suppose personally that's when I was like oh actually this oh here could we be go quite a big thing yeah and then the following week ten days was sort of everything kind of just crumbled and stopped yeah. and as a as a company for us um, because um, our income is um, from two sources it's from commissions from artists working so when a conductor or a singer or an instrumentalist does a gig we get uh we charge a commission on their fee and when an orchestra does a tour for example the new york filter to china um we we either charge a, a fee or we we charge commissions on the concerts they're doing um so if no one's performing the the company isn't earning any money so yeah um so it's you know it's very serious very quickly in terms of income into the Company, because so many things were stopping. And then schools stopped, people were furloughed from work, everything really completely stopped. But everyone was locked down, everyone was in their houses. And that's, you know, once the initial thing, I think the initial thing in the news, rightly so, is all about people's health and welfare and well being. But once that had sort of passed down, then the other conversation started coming along about, well, what's going to happen with live sport? What's going to happen with the arts? you know theatres cinemas concerts what's going to happen with the travel industry you know every, all these things started being you know asking questions about that and i felt that at that stage the theatre business seemed to be a lot better at getting itself together and having a sort of a, a unified or sort of coherent and uh voice um talking about what their difficulties were yeah why they were suffering. What they needed for help, how things were going to, what, what they could see in the future, what they needed the government to do, both in terms of support financially, but also in terms of actual some 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 a timeline and a and a and a plan yeah. to get out of it. And so people like Sam Mendes were were often on the on the news or on newsnight writing articles in the Guardian, and it seemed to be a lot more sort of cohesive the way they were portraying their problems. And I felt that the music industry, not just classical music, but all of the music industry was way behind that. Um, I felt it really needed for music, that music sort of came along a bit after, and I wonder whether that's mostly because, you know, although for us it's kind of our world, it's sort of everything we do, um, but for most of the country, classical music particularly, features barely, you know, it's it's a very, very small part. And obviously theatre and cinema is much more important to many many more people yeah um so i think that's why that was there first and then the music industry sort of comes along i did think it was interesting that on the sort of the main kind of panel that for the arts that reported into the to the culture secretary oh, and the dcms yeah. mm-hmm. you had apparently eight people on this panel and there was no representative of, of the music industry the closest person was the chief executive of english national ballet right um so but there was no one from even the rock and pop side of the music business you know i thought there should have been someone there like you know like i don't know the head of a major label yeah, or yeah. emily evis from or michael yeah. evis from glastonbury yeah or the person who runs the o2 or manchester arena or yeah. something like that um not i'm not sort of thinking like poor old us in classical music why wasn't like no, no. why wasn't the head of the lso there or whatever Um, But yeah, no one from the music industry at all. Um, But more recently then, you know, then music sort of talks and came up and I think people like Simon Rattle um, did their thing and spoke a lot. But I think the thing is, is that although to us he's very famous, he's not a household name. And I'm not sure really in classical music if there really is such a thing in this country as if there's a real actual household name in classical music. It might be someone like, Catherine Jenkins, Shaku
3: Kanemason. yeah,
1: maybe Shaku, mm. Nigel Kennedy, yeah, Nicola Benedetti, Nicola Benedetti. Yeah. but that's you know, it's there's it's certainly less than five yeah. people, yeah, and that I think has been the thing that's affected the music industry the most is that it's certainly the classical music industry is it's just not part of most people's yeah. worlds, yeah, um, but.
3: Well, not in a conscious way. Not in a
1: conscious way. Yeah. That's the
3: thing because I, I think it does it in fact it affects so many people so much more than everyone realizes. And I think it's only when it's not there that people will realize that, and that's yeah. a really sad thing. And you sort of hope that people get in there a bit earlier to really push the corner for well, music.
1: That's the thing I think. Like music is everywhere. Like, yeah, it's in everything that you. We talking about
3: films. And, yeah, you exactly know, and, that, yeah, and,
1: and, and 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 in you know, people sing karaoke, like, you know, that's, that's a huge thing, and it's yeah. on TV, it's in the, you know... Yeah. The theme tune to any TV programme you watch, including the news, and mm-hmm. it's in lifts, even... You know, someone's got to... Re- yeah. Even if it's a lift music, someone's yeah. written it, you know. Yeah. Um, it's got bad PR, isn't it?
2: Just the arts. There's yeah. Just, people th- hear that word and think it's elitist. and Yeah, yes. roll their eyes. Oh, yeah. oh okay.
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 But I think it sort of... But I think then what I was, sort of, I was saying to Verity earlier is, like, actually now... It seems like the music business certainly our the bit that i we pay most attention to anyway, the classical music industry seems to be a bit further ahead than the theater world, certainly further ahead than the west end
4: mm. uh
1: in terms of actually getting stuff back together and happening again yeah you know, the l s o the l p o uh b b c orchestras obviously with the proms, even small orchestras the you know english chamber orchestra, academy of ancient music you know mm. they're all doing things whereas in the theater like if you look at the national theater for example they're still saying they're shut until the end of the year the royal shakespeare company says it's shut until like march or something mm. you know whereas things do start to seeming to be happening now yeah um and do you i think it do- has
3: to do with funding where the money comes from with the funding of these um orchestras and and to do with how much they have to fill because i think like the west end we were talking about it earlier about yeah. the seating you have to have so, is it something like 80 or 90 percent capacity to to make enough Probably money to the, make depend,
1: it yeah you know it varies from place depends, to place that, yeah um, some as much it, as you know 95 percent yeah, yeah. So i think the royal albert hall has to be about that yeah, yeah exactly. for most performances yeah i so think I
3: guess that's a problem for those well
1: people. like you were saying you know theaters in the west end are crap you know it's very they're old and the seats are very very close together so that's yeah. obviously a risk you know the the barbican certainly it's and the festival hall are a bit more sort of spaced out mm. um i suppose the like the shows in the west end are purely commercial there's no subsidy or funding there whereas um whereas you know with the orchestras there is some
3: yeah yeah uh
1: like when you look around europe though it's you know they they've been even better at getting things back
3: yeah i I was gonna ask you that so looking to 21 Mm. 22 seasons yeah are you what are you doing are you booking up and getting things going
1: uh it's way behind where you would normally expect to be like at this point you know in the in the autumn of you would expect the in the autumn of the 2021 season you would expect the 21 22 season to be sort of tying up the loose ends between now and christmas is when actually quite a lot of stuff goes on but it's it's mostly sort of done it's filling in a few gaps and things like that maybe it does depend of course for the level the profile of artist you're talking about you know Mm -hmm. the basically you know the the bigger the the more famous you are essentially the earlier you will book up um so but i think most people are experiencing that things are much further behind, much yeah. later, happening much later than you would expect it to. And that's because most places, you know, they had a huge period from, you know, late February through to the summer where they, everything cancelled. And so they've they've either been putting things into the end of 21 or the beginning of the 21-22 season. Um, so, yeah, we're sort of behind, very behind. But then it does seem like most people are, by and large, Cracking on with planning those seasons. Good, um, which is good. Yeah, lots of Europe is already back and playing. You know, um, the Salzburg Festival, for example, this summer, pretty much, you know, made lots, made quite a lot of changes, but it, in many respects, ran as it normally would have done. Um, they're in a good position, I suppose, in that they have a it's it's they have a lot of money and they had been able to they sort of ran it a little bit like they have done with um with sport particularly with the cricket where it, it sort of happened in its own little own bio bubble mm-hmm. yeah and people were tested a lot and it was very you know you had to be in certain groups there was, they didn't want people coming in and out you know uh so that was a big help that was made it happen um but yeah i think you know it's it's the problem the problem is is no one really knows what's gonna yeah, happen. yeah. so you've got Things that you think might be happening even even between now and Christmas, but then mm. they might not, depending on what happens with how you know whether a, whether a, a, the virus comes back or not, in, and in what way and where. Yeah. Um, the bigger thing, I think, the big thing for the company I work for is that orchestral touring and and, and any company that does this, and also the orchestras themselves, is I think that's going to be something that's going to be a huge challenge. In yeah, the future.
3: to get full orchestras on the move again. Yeah, but yeah. I
1: think that's the thing that Simon Rattle said.
2: He was saying you're not going to be able to tour orchestras around the world anymore, mm. which is that's a really bad thing to say. I think yeah. because that's that's where that's how a lot of these orchestras survive. He lives in Germany. Yeah. and he he, he tours to London. Yeah,
1: yeah. Is
3: that, and is that true? I mean, surely well, I think, not forever.
1: Well, I think I don't know. I mean, it, some of the stuff you sit here and read and it's like, well, actually, you know, like forget going back to what it was like, that's not going to happen. And that's like, not just in music, that's like our whole lives. Mm. Mm. You know, we are going to be living with this for like a very long time to come. That's like the the real sort of pessimistic view. I don't know if I totally subscribe to Mm. that, but surely it's going to be, you know, I think, for example, you know, touring the New York field to China is is a huge Operation um, involves, you know, well over a hundred people, um, and you know, lots of money to make it happen. It is it is often how orchestras actually make money. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, but yeah, and it's a, it's a huge opera, and I can I can imagine the 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 safety and also the politics of it now touring a big orchestra to the other side of the world doing lots of concerts traveling about that's going to be a difficult thing to sell the also the people you know the the presenters paying for it in the country that you're visiting probably Mm. got other things that aren't going to have the spare cash to do it as well and there's also maybe a positive because something that uh many people have been considering i suppose over the last few years as well is like is that actually, in terms of the environment, is uh, yeah. that a good thing to be doing? Anyway, should we be taking 110 musicians from London and taking them to Australia? Yeah. Or should we be taking, you know, from Berlin and going to the US? Like, uh, you know, and yeah, there's got to be ways that people trying to reduce their carbon footprints. So,
3: yeah, yeah,
1: you know, that's maybe it's a good, it, the, you know, a new way of doing those things yeah. might be is something to consider. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: You know, going to amazing places, you know, uh, is absolutely a huge part, a big part of the job. It's, you know, it's not only is it, fun uh but it's interesting you're meeting people you're seeing your artists do the thing that you are representing them yeah. to do the reason you do the job is because it enables them to do what they're uh, best at yeah. so you want to see them do it you know you get to meet someone that you might have had a relationship with via email or phone for four years talking about you know artists and then you meet them and you see the concert you maybe go for a drink you know like it's as a father of four people. It's for young people. It's quite nice, maybe having a few nights of work yeah. as well. And um, so, yeah, totally. That's. I mean, I haven't. I don't know when I will next do a work trip. It's whereas before it was maybe two, three times a month.
3: Hey, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here, right? But um I want to know about how you woo your clients. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Like. Do you do you have a list of people and think, right, these are the hit lists, this is who I want, or yeah. do they come to you?
1: Um it uh it varies. Uh Askinus Holt has a good reputation, so I think there's a lot of artists who 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 do come to us um with in terms of sort of wooing people. <laughs> um yeah i mean it's like it's not really a um i don't think it's a dark art you know i think you uh like you know you you want to be able to i think the the key things for uh, an agent you know is to uh you know the skills one needs are to be you know different things for different people yeah you know? so people want you to um you know, you you need to be able to talk. I'm doing a very poor job of uh, <laughs> displaying my own talent, but you know, you need to be able to talk effectively with people at in a, at very different levels. Yeah. Both in terms of you know different profiles, whether they're the artists themselves or the administrators that you are talking to. You know, so you could be talking one day, or even in the same day, you could be talking to you know the the chief, the head of the of La Scala or mm. of the Vienna, uh, you know, the Musikverein. Um, and later on that same day, talking to, um, you know, a production assistant from a small independent record label. Yeah. Um, and But it, you've always got to be representing your artist's needs. So you need to be able to work out how you're going to have conversations with people diplomatically, politely, effectively, but, you know, getting what you want. And I think if you're talking to a new artist or a potential new artist, being able to describe um how you would do that for them or, yeah you know, maybe not actually in words but they can see it in the way that you behave with them you know they're going to maybe get a a taste of how you would be when you come to represent them in real life um i think you know being interested is or asking questions is always good yeah you know? yeah um and do
3: you um, always know a few interesting facts about them that they might not know you know
1: well i think like you should, you want to, you ought to have done your homework yeah, if you're meeting right. someone for the first time and know what it is that they do, where they have been. If you're a conductor, you know where they have been, what other jobs they might have had before, as you know, as in chief, you know, they might from that, they might now be the music director of a, a one of the orchestras in Berlin, for example. But you might, want, you're gonna want to know what they did before. Mm.
3: Um, I was thinking like niche facts, actually, you know, like.
1: Do they dye their hair or something yeah, like that? Quite. Yeah, quite. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know something. Any food intolerances? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, quite. Yeah, yeah. Vegan diets and things. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, that gives you something that I suppose that is more
3: stalkerish.
1: Stalkerish If you knew <laughs> that, but it, that would be the sort of thing you would save a conversation like that. I think for the dinner after a concert, where you are maybe trying to not talk about shop so much, and you want yeah. to yeah. talk about other stuff, and you want to try and make sure that you find things that you have in common with each other together or mm. you know um yeah i don't think it's like it's not rocket science this i think you know if you've got any sort of uh self-awareness and emotional intelligence which is probably key then you know that's yeah. what you you need to be able to display that um
3: yeah know.
2: it's a bit like uh hosting a podcast
1: really isn't it
3: very much yeah. <laughs>
2: Give them a compliment. What to know. say next?
1: Throw
3: something at no. them. Yeah. Give exactly. them a
1: gift. I remember someone. Yeah, exactly. I remember an artist once saying to me, actually, the 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 main one of the main things he appreciated or wanted in a manager. He wasn't talking about me specifically at all. He was talking about all management. You know, all agents that he had had is he wanted. You know, he used his manager often to be the person to have that to be the person. Between him and his employer, ah, uh, yeah, you know, not, yeah. Uh, so you know, which, whichever orchestra or opera house it is at the time, whoever for that particular week or that month is paying mm. him, it's the person who's going to have the difficult conversations. Um, either they can't come to that rehearsal on that particular day, or they're going to be late for this one, or yeah. saying no to that. Yeah, great. Um, and having and having the financial conversations as well, it's it's the person that gives that they can rely upon to be. like the buffer you know yeah Yeah, totally uh, attack dog yeah yeah yeah. the canary is it in um (laughs) is it in tropic thunder where uh his you know like there's um um matthew mcconaughey plays someone's agent and it's you know ben stiller's agent right isn't
3: isn't it oh no i was thinking of tom cruise with the massive hands in that (laughs) so tom yeah tom cruise
1: plays like some big producer type oh, yeah. person. Yeah, yeah and ben stiller's agent is matthew mcconnell oh, yes. it's about like he's like his xbox didn't arrive or something like that and right. I, like, can't you know, know. I haven't seen it since the uh, cinema but, uh, but he goes and you know he goes matthew McConaughey yeah goes full-on attacked off, yeah 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 so
2: <laughs> it's yes. not it's not like that in music, no. <laughs> <That's> a shame <joke. laughs>
1: i'm thinking of
2: like you know bands touring bands with a, a good tour manager i mean you you need them sometimes there's stress levels are high backstage at source. Yeah, you need some just to shout just, just to get in a in a sort of porter cabin
1: get it just, done yeah
2: <laughs> i think like i i mean
1: it's i, the, I you know the, yeah i suppose the other thing is is like yeah you're you can sometimes you might need to be a like an emotional sponge for someone you know if yeah, they're yeah. stressed out or upset about something you just sort of absorb that you mm. know yeah but yeah i'd love i would have loved to have been like if you've seen um I can't remember. Is it just called Queen? Like the the most recent Queen movie you know, oh, with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. And Tom Hollander plays like their manager, right? Like later on, You know, so you know he. So he's a lawyer in it originally, and then he becomes their manager. So at like Live Aid, for example, he's like there backstage and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I would love to have been uh, like a a manager for a, a big band in like the seventies oh, or 80s yeah. I mean, it been amazing? Yeah. yeah like, you know.
3: Yeah, because they were basically, like, part of the band, weren't they? Yeah, like,
1: yeah, you know, and you would, I think. the
3: lifestyle completely. Yeah,
1: you'd get, you get—you almost probably went pretty much everywhere yeah. with them, um, you know, and it was, you've got all, probably all the, uh, a lot of the benefits, but none of the fame. Yeah. You know, it, it would have been quite a cool Good thing to do. Yeah, you know? totally. I think, uh, I mean, obviously in movies it's glamorised, isn't it? But still, like, <laughs> you know, it would have been, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Is there, is there anyone that's in the classical world that just represents themselves? Any big names?
1: There's a, there's a few people whose partners kind of do it. Okay, you know, wife or husband or you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Um, there's no one. There's there's and so yeah. There's, so there's a couple of you know artists who might have what's called a like a secretariat like you know the sort of german word secretary basically who and that sometimes that might be their wife sometimes it might just be a, just a different friend. email address yeah or it's just a different <laughs> email address yeah <laughs> but no i think no i don't know of anyone who completely represents themselves as in they actually do it as well as doing the conducting or the Oh thing. that'd be a lot wouldn't it yeah i yeah. think
2: that's like i think it's it's too too much to think about isn't it yeah yeah Yeah, i think that's that's the 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 idea is that you just you turn up and you just play Beethoven as well as as you can
4: yeah Yeah. well
1: i think yeah that's i mean that's totally why agents exist yeah is to to uh, yeah to be that buffer but and but also to take all of that stuff all the admin Mm. yeah off your desk off your pile so that you can just focus on what it is that you do best whether it's Mm whether you're an actor or a musician or a sportsman, yeah. you know.
3: So does that mean then that some of these ones who've been in the industry since they were quite young and have always had this, I mean, I wonder if they can look after themselves anymore.
1: Yeah, well, it's... If but they it's,
3: can book a hotel or a, well, cook a meal. weird though, yeah. isn't it?
1: Because it's like, it's like musos that you do. Yeah. <laughs> when you go on tour, so having worked uh, in a previous job for, a, for the for a Chamber Orchestra, for the Chamber Orchestra of mm-hmm. Europe and... It's you know you've got adults who have children who may be possibly twenty five years older than you are, not the children that they themselves and but it's like the minute they get on tour, the minute they set foot on that coach or train or plane or in the airport, or whatever, they instantly lose any sort of self responsibility. Yeah. I kind of think it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And they That's the best bit back going. On before, yeah. It? Yeah. Oh, I don't have to suddenly I don't have to think about a thing. And it's incredibly frustrating. Just just switch it yeah. off. Okay well, yeah. hey.
3: <laughs> So
1: So I think, yeah, when it comes to work, like yes, there's loads of people who like, No, I'm not booking a hotel. No, I can't possibly book a train. If that <laughs> if that flight go if I miss my plane, it's someone else's job to it's work out. Sort it out. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if they did that in they're on their in their downtime in their private life then of course they can sort it of course they know what to do you know they're <laughs> yeah. adults they're grown-ups but you know when it's I say it's with with an agent it's like well what do I pay them my commission for this is it's part of what you do which is which is right and fair yeah. enough but on yeah it's interesting <laughs> do on you get the, any
3: ludicrous requests
1: uh no I haven't no I've never, <laughs> no, I've never had any ludicrous requests you hear it, like stories obviously um <laughs> I think it's yeah it's interesting for example sometimes where you you know you you've as an orchestra for example you might have just arrived at a concert hall that no one's ever been to before it's brand new for maybe I don't know it maybe 43 out of 45 of the people on the tour in staff and management included and you've all arrived there at the same time and um you're busy like you know helping the like the guys get the timps off the truck or something or getting the music out of the box to put on the stands making sure the stage is set up and a viola player for instance <laughs> might come and ask you where the toilets are yeah. like well <laughs> hang on a minute
4: <laughs>
1: I, I know as much as you do yeah.
2: it's so easy to get into that state of mind when you're there. tour. there's a thing where yeah. I, I used to just keep asking the tour manager every day oh where are the towels where are the towels it's like I don't fucking know where the towns are. <laughs> I'm just like just setting up the stage. Work out yeah. yourself. Read read re, tour tour. What's it called? Tourmaster. Like yeah, door. of course. Master tour,
1: master, master tour. tour. <laughs> is that an app? Yeah. Is that for? So is that where it's like it will tell you where the best curry house is nearest uh, the stage door? Yeah, or something. I mean, it's
2: mainly for it's like day sheets, but on yeah app. they can just okay. use um, it. Okay, oh okay, so it's okay, sure. Stuff local if on Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's something.
1: That or, that orchestras or people you know bookers might use to send your they your schedule would be on there. Yeah, for example. Yeah. 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 So
2: yeah, I've, not, I've I've actually not done many orchestral tours, but but with bands and I don't know smaller groups and things that it gets used quite a lot now. Okay. Yeah. So it basically, means you never ask anyone any questions. It's always on. It's there. Yeah, it's, yeah. But but Tom, I just just constantly be going. Just check Master Soul, It's fine. Yeah. 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 What, what's the Wi-Fi code? It's on. It's on Master Soul. It's all there. <laughs>
1: well that i mean that you know because yeah i mean i think maybe we in the in the classical world are a bit in the past still but you know the the itineraries the schedules we give we send out to either our soloists or conductors but also the ones that the people do in the touring department for the orchestra's going on tour it's all like right. it's a printed little book in yeah.
3: a booklet and it, you know, and lovely it's there and it's lovely.
1: the tour ones I'd the, like, the, like that. the yeah, orchestra I one, the orchestral tour ones <laughs> yeah. are nice because they, they they bind them and everything Yeah, nice and, yeah, cover you know nice cover yeah. and maps and things like that oh yeah um that's good um, facts of the numbers, day facts of the day Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah I it's good to, you know, maybe you could have a little joke in there if you know bottom of got another page now and again <laughs> oh. sudoku at the back that's
3: nice yeah uh, um I like to know what the climate is in the, and what I'm expecting weather-wise. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So the current, so.
1: you, need to know, you might need to know the current uh, Currency. exchange rate. Yeah. yeah,
3: quite, exactly. Very important
1: to know how much your bottle of water is costing you.
3: What sort of street crime there is. Yeah. It's good to know. It's <laughs> good to know.
1: <laughs> Just say like, you, you
2: are in Holland. You, like, th- this is <laughs> where you are. You know, sometimes people yeah. might wake up and go, I don't know what they are. might even say to the audience the wrong the wrong place, the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. for most of your plays, they're probably not talking to the audience quite a lot of the time. It's probably not, not a lot of that. But, um, that's no, it's not. Yeah. You know, Good yeah. evening, divas. Stockholm! Boom! Yeah. <laughs>
1: Bosh! It's you I thought you think you were going to say Stoke on Trent. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, it's as glam as it's ever going to get now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah Thanks, Ed. Brilliant. Oh, always great to chat to Ed. Excellent. <laughs> He's I like the I like the depth that he went into. When we were talking about Dunkirk, it was great. Well, all of us. <laughs> but now I feel like I should go and see it. I meant to straight after oh, we were chatting. Yeah, it sounds yeah, yeah. really interesting. Very good. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's a great film, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh yeah. Put, put it on, get the biggest telly you can find. And, uh, and some headphones. Yeah, stick those headphones on. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> oh.
2: I want to see it again. I've not seen it since the cinema. I saw it in the IMAX.
3: Oh, wow.
2: Which is, uh, that is like hell the of an experience. biggest
3: screen you could possibly see it on. Very good. <laughs>
2: yeah. It, but it just, it was, I remember getting to the end of that film and just like, oh my God. <sighs> that is, yeah. Oh, that is tense. Um, oh, cool. So uh,
3: yeah.
2: try and recreate that in the comfort of your own home.
3: Yeah perfect that's what i'm gonna do uh yeah so it was great hearing things from ed's point of view i actually didn't feel i thought i might feel about a bit depressed when he was talking about the future and next year but actually it sounds like things are happening you know there are little mm. shoots aren't there for 21 22 well certainly for his big shots anyway
2: <laughs> yeah there seem to be yeah I, don't know. I i think more stuff's happening in europe isn't yeah. it yeah they've got some concerts going on there so yeah so i guess they can try and plan for that sort of thing yeah but, um yeah, I watched the last night of the proms last night. Oh,
3: did you? Oh, yeah. I saw Which, some clips. I, I guess I
2: don't usually watch that because it's well, hopefully, usually working on a Saturday night, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so watch that. It was, uh, it was, it was good to watch, yeah. It was, uh, kind of some of it seems kind of absolutely mad without an audience there, like yeah, the, the um, the vor- what's it, what's the, the hornpipe thing? Oh, the sailor's um, hornpipe, yeah. When you've got no audience there, it's just like an, it's like an orchestra and even just like, it's like the venue just like went mad. It was like, because <laughs> it had all lights on the outside and just getting faster and faster, flashing lights. It was like, <laughs> it, was like it was just a big car alarm going off, just having an absolutely like, mental breakdown. Yeah,
3: I was going to say that. I think
2: like, the Hall probably is having
3: like, uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a huge breakdown or like CBBS on heat.
2: <laughs> yeah it was like that
3: um
2: but oh, quite br- entertaining you know and
3: nicola benedetti and the orchestra was...
2: sounded amazing actually oh did they they, they, they sounded they sounded incredible um, yeah with with um such big distancing between all the players yeah um they sounded so tight and excellent oh that's really great good. and yeah nicola benedetti was um she was doing larka's
3: ending wasn't she i saw bit some clips of that yeah. that sounded beautiful
2: that's long isn't it that song that's what sorry that's, it's long, isn't that, it? That, that, that is
3: long. It's very long.
2: <laughs> I always think, because that, we're not in that, trumpets aren't in that, so <laughs> it's always like before the interval when you think, oh, I think it's about, what, about eight minutes or something? But <laughs> that piece is about 40 minutes long. And
3: it, <laughs> yeah, it's right. About-
2: you think it's going to finish after about 10 minutes and then it, it just does not Well, he basically
3: regurgitates on. the same material again and again and again, doesn't he? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lovely bit of English pastoral. But, uh,
2: it's nice, though. It is mean. nice, right. yeah.
3: And uh, um, and what about the rest of this week? Yeah. What's it held for you?
2: Um, this week, I uh, not a lot really. I had a thing on on Friday, uh, we filming a, a thing with a brass quintet. Oh, nice for the Oxford Philharmonic. Oh. Which is going to go out uh, on online, but that was really fun. We did it in a church in Kilburn, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was really fun playing some. Did some Christmas music.
3: Oh, and, uh, excellent! That was great. So yeah, felt felt great. Ah, there's
2: some I've had Feliz Dad in my head. Oh,
3: I year. love that. I love that. Uh, we went away one year, and I remember one of the boys mistaking that for Police got my dad, and so that's how it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's always what I sing Felice to it now. Police got my dad. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. It's perfect. That's perfect. So police got my dad. Da, 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 da. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's great! Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, have you had a good week? You well, I've had to? a bit of a
3: strange end to the week. It, yeah, I was trotting mm. along all right, and then I had a bit of a dash to hospital with my son on Friday, um, and yeah, I mean he's fine now, thank goodness. But he like he had a bit of an asthma attack, and it was grim. And we all had to have um, COVID tests as a result of this little trip. So we're in a very oh. strange situation now, uh, where we're just waiting on results. We had two positive. Um, Two negative ones, I should say. Positive results for us, negative COVID. Um, uh,
2: Confusing that, isn't it?
3: It's very confusing. Uh, We're just waiting for Henry's one to come back. And so at the moment, it's really weird. I feel like Tom Hanks in the terminal. I'm just going a little bit bit insane in here. So I'm really, really hoping his (laughs) is negative. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to have to go extreme Joe Wicks again. It's going to be like those early days. Very odd. Yeah. But having said yeah. that, because of this, I yeah. went got super proactive yesterday, and I did a recording that I've been putting off for ages, and and it's done, and I sent it, and it's good. So that was excellent. So maybe if I oh, can be great. that proactive with this time, it could be okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Good. And and he's uh, is he in? He's not in hospital. He's he's no,
3: home. no. Right. He had luckily it looked like. I for a second, I thought we were going to have to do another overnighter, but we just had to... We were in there for oh. hours and hours. But, um, yeah, they sent us home, so that's good. And he's oh, good. just he's just relaxing. He's taking in a lot of Marvel films at the moment, and he's... Oh, yeah. that's the best medicine. <laughs> Pumped full of drugs and watching Marvel. It's great. <laughs>
2: oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I did all the Marvel films last year.
3: They're good, it's, aren't it's, they?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: What's your fave?
2: So good. Uh, well, the... The last, the last one. Be the, 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 not, well, not Endgame, yeah. So good. Technically, the last one is Spider-Man.
3: Yeah. It's
2: far, far from home. But I like that one too. Endgame, that's, <laughs> that's the kind of, that's amazing. It's so uh, and good. Infinity War before that.
3: Yeah, they're brilliant. Black
2: Panther's amazing too. So there's actually so many good ones.
3: I'm d- I know. I'm, it's brilliant. I'm sort of investing in them now a bit as well. <laughs> I'm doing a bit of a weird order. I put order. them
2: off for the whole time until after Endgame came out and then... My mate Chris Smith was always like, oh, yeah, it's the new ones out. It's good. They're great. They're great. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, nah, they're rubbish. They're rubbish. Uh-huh. And I think I'd I'd seen uh, Avengers, the first Avengers. Yeah. Assemble. And um I just didn't didn't get it at all. Didn't connect with any <laughs> no. of the characters. <laughs> so then I just wrote the whole thing off. But then I went back last year, watched from the very beginning and... It's very well. You did thinking. it
3: chronologically. It, that's excellent.
2: I did it. Yeah, I did it like um release order.
3: Ah, oh, well done.
2: So, because you can do it um in in kind of timeline order. Yeah. So you start. When do you start? Is it Captain America? Yeah. Because that's yeah because that's set in in the Second World War. So you can start there. But but then I think you the way they told the story, there's a certain order to it. Yeah. I think you, you'd some of the big plot points you'd you'd see too early because because i think captain marvel's after that which is like the sort of penultimate
3: yeah so i haven't seen it at those i haven't seen captain marvel haven't seen any of those ones so that's that's next for me yeah
2: great well they're they're great Uh, i I really like them i'm sure i'll do them all again yeah
3: yeah yeah i did cry cried in endgame and i think i might have cried in spider-man but maybe that was just hormones (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> i'm trying to think what happens in spider man nothing moment, much it, it was the second one no. i
3: think it, it's the second one where i don't want to do any plot oh, spoilers you know after Endgame. so yeah you know it just oh, yeah, it yeah. sort of it dug up old wounds
2: <laughs>
3: yeah yeah oh there we go um,
2: well great well yeah. guys if you've got nothing to do today check out marvel they're, do it. they're pretty good
3: yeah yes and so um, hopefully thanks Yeah, I was going to say hopefully we'll be back back next week. As long as I'm not quarantined and we can get out because we've got a guest, a magnificent guest lined up for this week um, and I really hope we Mm. can get to them uh, (laughs) on Thursday. So if I'm free, we'll be good to go. Great,
2: I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Well, um, thank you for listening people thanks and as always uh like and subscribe well you're already subscribing to this obviously yeah but um tell tell your friends
3: yeah it's so exciting to see where everyone's listening I went down that rabbit hole this week we've got if you're listening in Liechtenstein thanks so much that's totally brilliant and I saw some people in Australia somebody in Hollywood yeah (gasps) it's great yeah
2: when there's just like one person in a country (laughs) yeah it's well, it's kind of, I can kind of try and work out who they are. I think I know who they are sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But also, we know you're listening. It's like we we, we are watching you. It's a
3: bit creepy. We, um, it's
2: a bit creepy. <laughs> we know, but uh, we will know if you stop listening.
3: I'd like to say that there's a good cluster of people listening in Biggleswade. So big up, Biggleswade.
2: <laughs> yeah, big up, Biggleswade. Um. Well, cool. All right. Well, uh, have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next time on Three in a Bar. Bye.
3: Bye. I thought you were going to sing the whole song then.
4: No.
3: <laughs> on three, three in a bar. <laughs>